Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Today's guest is Nicholas Natale. He's a PhD licensed professional counselor, certified sex therapist, and certified hypnotherapist. Uh, this dude is a wealth of knowledge. He has been, he's received a ton of different trainings in terms of like marriage therapy, sex therapy, problematic sexual behavior, depressive disorders, and leadership development. So it's gonna be really fun to dive into his brain. And today's topic, we're talking about relationships and how to really have a deep relationship because that ties into our business so much. If you are trying to run a business, you don't have the right kind of partner that's really supportive. It's gonna be really hard to put your energy into the right places and actually grow this thing. And it can be disheartening to not be able to share stories with someone, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why I wanted to bring Nick on. Nick, how you doing today? I'm doing well, my friend. Thank you so very much, James, for having me on today. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's focus on this because I actually believe that relationships is really the one of the most important things in our entire lives, regardless we're talking about the most intimate to the customers that we serve as well. And so relationship makes everything else a little bit sweeter, a little bit better. It mm. provides color for life if you don't if you don't mind me saying so. Oh no, I love that. That's that's a great way to put it. Um, okay, man. Well, first thing I want to know is just kind of what made you decide to, to really go into this path of just relationships and being a go-to expert in relationships? It really is a part of my personal story. You know, I grew up in a large family and, uh, I really enjoyed this, our times together, but I always uh, saw wonderful examples in my uncles and my aunts and my own parents on just being the entrepreneur, just being a small business owner, uh, out there really cultivating incredible relationships with other people. Now, they went into strict business, and I knew there was a big part of me that was a wisdom component a healing component. And so I took some of the, the the basic lessons I learned from just treating people with respect and actually just cultivated that into the foundations of how to be a healer. And one of the things I love doing as a therapist more than anything else is listening to people's stories. And I think that that is just really, to tell you the truth, a foundational piece for all relationships, our ability to listen. Right. Absolutely. Well, and that's like, like a lot of people in my audience, um, myself included, you know, we're coaches, uh, you as well. And we want to yes. make an impact. And I feel like more and more people are getting into this and it's not like, I feel like people do get into it for the wrong reasons of just like, I wanted to, to make money because you can make money with it, you know, and there's a really low barrier barrier for entry, high barrier for income. There's no real barrier actually on the income you can make. So it's very attractive, but I think the great coaches are the ones that understand that it's a relationship business and being able to have those kind of quality relationships with just people you meet in general, but also, um, you know, with our clients and even just my relationships too. like all of that has gotten better just by me learning more about the, the craft of coaching, you know, being able to listen better, be more intent and uh, in listening more intently and um, kind of communicating in better ways with people. So I think it's really been huge. I love that. You know, when we really peel back the onion a little bit and we think about this, everyone's needs, every one of us have emotional needs. 
And it's very interesting that, you know, these are not my list of seven emotional needs. These are actually the emotional needs list that's been around forever. And the first one, every single person has the need to be heard and understood. And if oftentimes we can do that one need just to listen to someone else, to build a relationship around respect, uh, it, it just takes us so far. And uh, oftentimes we can um, really make someone else's day in a small way or a significant way as a coach just by listening, mm -hmm. just by hearing what that person has to say today their hearts, their dreams, their struggle, what's next for them. Those are just incredible skills, actually. And I actually think that in today's world, it's needed more than ever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we need that connection piece. I think, you know, especially since COVID and all that stuff, um, having that community and connection with people is massive. So one thing I did want to dive in with you, Nick, is um, talking about like our intimate relationships. It's an area that you specialize in. And a question that I... I would love to just kind of dive into is, and we obviously we'll do this together, but I'd love to just hear your expertise on this when it comes to being like an entrepreneur. And this is really anybody. I'm just going to refer to entrepreneurs because that's my audience. Um, how do we, how, what kind of advice do you have from the work you've done in the world and relationships and everything you've seen uh, and personal experience? What advice do you have about picking the right kind of partner for our life? Oh, you're my life partner. Yeah. Okay. Well, just, well, I mean, like if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you know, and you pick like sure. you get a girlfriend or a boyfriend, you have this very entrepreneurial spirit. I see posts like this on Facebook all the time where it's like someone's a total entrepreneur, a total go-getter. And then they're with someone who's not, you know, and there's a disconnect or can be, but there cannot be as well. Cause even my, my girlfriend, uh, she's not, um, as ambitious as me. She is in, in different ways, but I'm much more of like the entrepreneur kind of, you know, go-getter. And it's, it's fine. I mean, we have a freaking awesome relationship, you know, and we're, we're best Absolutely. buds. Absolutely. So I'm kind of interested in this topic because like it works for me and my relationship, even Ed, my let him be in the freaking the goat that he is. He, his, uh, <laughs> his wife and him have been together since like kindergarten. And mm. she is not, I heard him say this in some interview, but she's not as entrepreneurial like that as Ed is, but they still been together for so long. So I'm just kind of curious, like, what do you, what kind of recommendations do you have in terms of like picking a good partner for people? I love that question. That's actually a wonderful question. One of the things I would want to see more than anything else. And we do see this in couples who successfully work together, navigate their relationships along with all the things that comes with entrepreneurship uh, is, you know, your level of support. Mm -hmm. You know, we also need someone who is willing to support even though they don't quite get it or even agree with it. Now, that is the apex of support. Now, I want you to imagine how wonderful that feels, you know, to be able to communicate what's going on. And really, that's our job. You know, sometimes as entrepreneurs, we want to go there and grab it. We want to deal with it. We were willing to take the risk around it. And we get in trouble because we are acting so fast, we don't take time to communicate with the one that we love. Mm -hmm. The one who is supporting us, the one who is walking beside us in this journey, they need to know what is going on. And sometimes what I have found is that when the entrepreneur really understands that that person 
is not just there to slow them down, not just there to kind of be, you know, the naysayer, but there's someone that she is who's able to say, you know, I would love to support you. And I really want to understand what's going on. Can you please just unpack it for me? And they're just going to be there for you in that way. To me, that's a remarkable partner. One of the key attributes we want to see in a relationship. Does this person, does this support person support you even though they may not agree with what is going on? Because mm. uh, I've seen that all the time um, working with different clients. I've also seen it in my own relationships. I've seen it in the relationships with my family. i got a large family and every single one of us, you know, went this entrepreneurial path. We have to have people around us that support what we're doing, even though they may not even get it or you agree with it. Mm. I would say, secondly, they have to be willing and able to take on the risk. You know, this is sometimes a risky adventure that mm -hmm. we're doing. We're going to step out there. We're going to take the risk. We're going to, to, to just kind of see what's going to happen. And we have to be with someone who kind of understands that. And again, we have to be with someone who is willing to kind of call us out at times. Mm -hmm. So not only were they able to take the risk, but they have the strength to be able to say, hold on, one, one second. What are you doing? Where is this coming from? What is this about? They need to be able to ask hard questions. So mm -hmm. I think I just gave you just three good attributes right there. You know, they need to be able to support. They need to be able to handle the risk. And they need to be able to ask the hard questions. But what, what, do, you, what do you think? What, what do you find in your own uh, relationships, James, where the best type of partners that you've seen out there. Would you add to it? Anything else? Yeah. I mean, I think that you're like nail on the head, you know, with um, the support piece. And I mean, that's something that, you know, I mean, I, being an entrepreneur, it's risky. So I think someone that's like understands kind of what you're doing is then they understand that it's going to be risky. Like we have to make investments if we don't know something in ourselves, you know, and sometimes it just doesn't work out. It's, kind of like gambling in a way, you know, we're gambling on ourselves and our ability and like the trust that we have with different people. Um, and like, yeah, my girlfriend has supported me with different things. And then I, you know, maybe it fell short, but then I make the money back and I support her and stuff. And just like looking at that, it's like, wow, that's freaking, you know, just amazing that she even like supported me in that way. Uh, because like you said, it was literally the same thing. I was just thinking like, that's literally happened to us where, uh, she didn't fully understand what I was doing, but she saw that the excitement in, in me and that I just knew this would get me closer to my goal. And, um, you know, she, she was just supportive of it. And I think that that's, I think it's really big, but I think that the only thing I would kind of add to what you said is like, how do we actually get to that level of support in our partnerships? And I'd love to hear your take on this too. I think that it just comes down to the communication we can have with our partner you know, which is like everything. Absolutely. And yeah. And like the other day, you know, we had, we had something so minor um, and she'd be okay with me talking about this, but we had, it was something so minor and I just felt like this, this twist, you know, and I, I lashed out in the wrong kind of way because it, it triggered something inside of me, but I noticed it and I was like, babe, we just need to talk about this real quick. And she's like, well, it's not even a big deal. I was like, but it is a big deal because if it doesn't mm -hmm. go, if it doesn't get addressed, 
then it becomes this thing that gets compounded over time. And I think that people are like afraid to do that, to like poke the button and kind of what you said, like how your partner should call you out on things. Like you should be able to call your partner out on things too. And that's where like the level of respect comes into the relationship. Uh, but we ended up chatting about it. And I mean, what's helpful with me when it comes to communication that I've learned is to say like, I feel statements or I statements mm. um, in relationships. Like I feel this way. Because you can't, you know, you can't get frustrated if I'm saying you're a mistake, like you're doing this wrong or you shouldn't be doing sure. this. Right. It's I feel annoyed when this happens. And that's just kind of me explaining how I'm feeling. And, um, you know, we, we worked it out and then we had a great day. We did a bunch of stuff. It was Mother's Day yesterday at the time of this recording. And, um, yeah, it was just it was a really good day. But I think it was really important to just knock that out and kind of squish that bug right away with communication. But, yeah, I'd love to hear your kind of take on that. I love it. The only thing I would like to add to it is not only the communication piece was at the center of everything we do, but also the idea of just building that trust. Mm. And um, sometimes uh, we can, as entrepreneurs, be willing to take the risk. And, you know, we're trusting the abilities, we're trusting our instincts, but we also need to make sure that we are protective of the trust that our partner has in us. Mm. And uh, sometimes I think that one of the best ways that we can garner that trust and protect that trust is just to be open in our communication. The more communicative that you can be, I, I think is really going to foster that. Because, hey, listen, this is, this is this thing that we've done. This thing called entrepreneurship. This thing that we do, we start our own business. We're, we're getting out there. You know, it's a lot of pressure. And sometimes we can run away from the person's who's willing and able to help us the most. And they're probably the person who's closest to us. So it is that partner, it is that boyfriend, that girlfriend, that wife, that spouse, that partner who says, hey, how are you doing today? And, and what's going on? And, and sometimes when we are just overwhelmed with thoughts and feelings about how things went, we can shut down mm. right when we need to kind of open up more. And uh, so I'm just, I'm just kind of, going back to the fundamentals let's talk about it let's keep communication open yeah yeah communication i think that like the communication i think they all really tie in together like communication trust respect those are the foundations of a great relationship and it's just important to keep them you know at a high priority in your life and you know trust is like if you're telling someone that i'm going to do this then you actually do it and I mean, I'll make mistakes about that too, especially as an entrepreneur, because there's like, there's so many things running on in my mind that, you know, I work at shutting it down. You know, I do meditation stuff, but like, it's challenging because you're like, oh, I got this new idea, how I can move my business forward, et cetera. Uh, or you're thinking about a client, how can you support them, et cetera. And I'll, I'll slip things where I like forget stuff. And then she gets frustrated and it's like, damn, like I kind of like broke that small piece of trust, you know, and it's nothing major, but it's just a little bit. Um, and I think that being able to have the right kind of systems in place and whatnot for yourself, not just your business to be on top of that. Um, like for example, real quick, I do a lot of time blocking cause I used to be a productivity coach and I have my work hours in a big time block from 9am to, to 2pm. Sometimes I go a little bit over, but the second block is family and friends. And I make a point where like, when I idea. see that block, 
I have to mentally be like, okay, it's family and friends times. I even have alarms where I name them. Like I have one called Rockstar Boyfriend, present, playful, and loving. Oh, and it reminds that. me. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't use that today. <laughs> take it. Yeah, dude, set it up on your phone. And I even have like a fun song where it goes off. It's not just like the alarm bell. It's like, it's some, you know, fun romantic song or whatever you want. But it, it just gets me back into the mind of like, oh yeah, it's, there's more to our life than just this business that we're trying to build. It's also the relationships and taking care of ourselves and stuff. 100%. Oh man, I like that. I'm writing this stuff down, man. This is great. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to use this on the East coast. So this is fantastic. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> um, so uh, curious, you work with a lot of different people in their relationships and whatnot and um, different aspects of relationships. What still surprises you about, I guess, human connection and just the relationships that you, you help people with? Anything still I think everyone really connected coming from the era of the pandemic and things of this nature, just with a reinforced affirmation that we actually need each other. Mm. We need that connection. We need that ability to, to, to kind of put our arms on, on the shoulder of the next person and say, hey, man, I'm with you. Uh, I think encouragement and connection, uh, it never discontinues to surprise me how powerful that is mm. no matter what a person is going through um there that situation is be better when they have someone in their orbit who is actually just checking in on them who's caring for them who is 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 willing to listen to them and to me i, I think that's just one of the most fascinating aspects of this human experience that we have mm. another thing is um Listen, I am a relationship and sex therapist. Mm -hmm. I believe in love. I believe in passion. I mm -hmm. believe in desire. These things are important. We need to cultivate them. And one of the biggest secrets out there is that sometimes we do that well and sometimes we do that poorly. But I just want to communicate that's something we still need. Mm -hmm. Every single one of us needs that that moment of connecting with someone who just thinks we are the world mm. and we're the most important thing. So every one of us likes to be pursued by someone else and we like to pursue someone. And I just want to throw that out there as something I think is just vitally important for us to remember. Totally, man. Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious, what's, what, what kind of, I guess, skills would you say that would go into like a relationship that are most important for someone to focus on um, when it comes to having more intimacy in their relationships with their partner? Cause it is a huge thing. If you don't have that intimacy, then you're kind of just friends really like you really are. Yeah. yeah. So what, what kind of, what kind of skills or like a couple tools would you say that someone could practice in, in their day to uh, increase the intimacy with their, with their partner? Uh, I think being able to watch their partner and to be able to see what they need. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we need moments where we're able to block everything out of the day and just be able to be ourselves. We are walking around and we are in need of something. I think the partners that really thrive, the relationships that really thrive, they know the one that they're with enough to be able to say, I want to empathize and connect 
And I think that you would really enjoy this, this evening. Small things like, you know, there's so much tension around small things across our culture. Like what's for dinner tonight? Mm. Am I getting an opportunity to, to get all the things I got to get off my list done? Am I going to get an opportunity to get out there and just really work out and lift for a while or go for that run? Um, we have these needs. And I think one of the biggest things that can foster intimacy, just do something to meet someone else's need. Mm -hmm. The one that is around you. It starts with empathizing where they're at. Mm. So, okay. So you're saying an example is like, um, like if, if someone's really into fitness and the other person maybe isn't as much, then like they would go on a walk with that person or maybe the person who's really fit has a very strict, clean diet and the other person likes to eat ice cream and whatnot, that if they go out to the boardwalk, that that person will break the cycle and have some ice cream. And they're like, what? You know, this is crazy. Or, you know, just anticipate where the points of tensions your partner's life is going to be and helped alleviate that tension mm. for some people what's for dinner tonight having to make that decision is actually a pretty big point of anxiety frustration mm. it's um, another decision i think that we have to make yeah. yeah go ahead and make it for them mm. help them out if you see that there is something um where they're maybe on the fence about whether or not they should go for that run but you know they're going to feel better if they go for that run. What do you need to do to help them go for that run? Right. There's a personal example, actually, just real quick in my um in my own life. We have a we have like hardwood floors, and my dog is a, a blue healer and mm. Australian cow dog. His name's Stitch, like Lilo <laughs> and Stitch, and uh, he's awesome. He just sheds like crazy and has every freaking color hair that you can oh think my of. Goodness. So it gets everywhere, and usually um, when my girlfriend comes home, you know, when she's out doing her work, she would like vacuum. And I noticed that. And I was like doing my entrepreneurial thing. And then I'd finish before my family and friends block and uh, rockstar boyfriend alarm would go off and I'll go over and grab the vacuum and I'll just vacuum the house real quick and get it clean. And she came home and she was like, I was like kind of stressing that I um, was going to have to like vacuum when I got home, but you already did it. And she was like, that's incredible. And she was pumped. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Now, I want to make it clear there's all kinds of intimacy. And what we're describing right now is ways to meet their emotional intimacy. The emotional intimacy is different from physical intimacy. And, and James, maybe we need to get back together and, and, and unpack that a little bit sometime. Be happy to. But when we're able to meet someone else's need, we are meeting their emotional intimacy. Emotional intimacy is one form of intimacy. There's plenty of other ones. and um, But when you're sitting there just taking that off mm -hmm. and saying, hey, I got this. You don't need to worry about this. This is already taken care of. Let me just go ahead and do that for you. You're meeting an emotional intimacy need mm -hmm. in that moment. Yeah, I love it, man. Well, I know you got another call that you have uh, coming up and stuff. So let's wrap this up. Where can people connect with you and learn more about the work you're doing in the world? What's the best place? Well, you can find me on my website at nicknatale.com. That's N-I-C-N-A-T-A-L-E.com. 
I do have a Facebook and Instagram, and I'm on those platforms, and I'm just now getting back on that stuff. So if you want to find me and follow me on Instagram, I will love you forever. We <laughs> almost have like two friends now. You can find me at D-R-N-I-C-N-A-T-A-L-E. That's Dr. Nick Natale on Instagram. Right on. I'll put links down in the description so it's easy hey, for everyone. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Nice yeah. to meet you so very much. Great yeah. talk. I can't wait. Maybe we can do this again sometime. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Well, for the listener, take what you learned here. Think about that one thing that is really kind of sparking for you or sticking with you as an idea and then apply it this week. And we will see you in the next one.